Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the first full episode of the Dental Download Podcast, our second episode overall, if you did miss the trailer. Today's episode is going to be about my first year of undergrad, and my name's Haley, again, if you are new here. So we're going to start off talking about what's going on in my life. So I'm in my apartment still up at school in East Lansing, and I have plenty of time to kind of explore my passions and interests lately since my classes have kind of shifted away from exam styles for most of them, and they're more just worksheets and lectures. So I'm really working to more so learn the material rather than focus on the grade because we do have options at the end of the semester after we see our grades to decide if we want to take pass-fail or what they're calling satisfactory-unsatisfactory. So I'm really focusing more on like absorbing the material and trying to actually learn rather than just memorizing and trying to get a good grade like is typical fashion in university, I think. And yes, because of that, since it's not night it's not quite as time consuming, I guess you could say, because I'm not cramming for exams and things. I have a lot of free time. So I've been really enjoying drawing on my iPad, starting this podcast up, getting more into my YouTube and just all of those little hobbies that I really like doing. It's been nice having a lot more time to put into them. And before we get into what's been motivating me this week, I did want to quickly plug our Instagram again. It's just at dental download. Make sure you follow that Instagram to engage with me and to give me feedback about episodes and ask questions for episodes and overall just be involved in our little The Dental Download Podcast family that we're starting up here. And now let's get into what's been motivating me. And as for what is motivating me this week, I would say working towards having balance in my days is the most motivational thing for me lately. Um, just trying to implement um, the 888 rule, which is eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of self time or me time, time for yourself. So that could be cooking a meal, working out, relaxing on the couch, watching videos. Um, doing a side project, whatever makes you happy in your time. Sleeping for eight hours is very important, as I'm sure you all know. And then finally, work or school, or if your side project is pretty time consuming, you count that as work. That's what I've been doing because I don't have as much schoolwork going on lately. But that's been really motivating me because it helps me just get some sense of like, structure to my day and also a good way for me to measure how productive I was being or if I can feel my body needing more time to relax I could put a couple more hours towards that instead of work and it's just a really good way to become aware of your body and also aware of how you're using your time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So... 
So jumping from that little introduction, we're going to get into the um, main topic today, which like I said, is my first year of undergrad at Michigan State, my freshman year. So to give you some background, um, I came into college already knowing I wanted to be pre-dental. I decided after my freshman year of high school, actually, when I shadowed my family dentist that I loved it and wanted to continue pursuing it, see if I enjoyed it and every experience I had throughout the rest of undergrad really kept solidifying it, so I never wavered or changed my mind at all. If you are at all curious, I started off knowing I wanted to do something in healthcare back in high school. I was between like being a pediatrician, like a medical doctor, or between being a dentist, like a family dentist, and seeing kids in that way, and I ended up really liking dentistry because there's so much you can do with it. I can do a whole another episode about why I want to be a dentist, why dentistry is the right fit for me and could be for you, but continuing on about my first year of college. So I decided to attend Michigan State University. I was accepted to a few schools, waitlisted at some, and didn't even bother going through the waitlist process because I was so confident that I wanted to go to MSU. My dad went here and my sister went to our rival school, University of Michigan, but um, the main reason I wanted to come here was because they had this really awesome residential program called Lyman Briggs College. So you live in a specific residence hall on campus called Holmes Hall. So that's where I lived my freshman year. It had suite style rooms and ended up meeting my one of my very best friends, Lauren, as my suite mate that very first year. So that was a really cool experience. And the residential college basically works that you take classes right in the building. You have your labs in the building. There's help rooms on the different floors in the building. So I took Gen Chem right in Holmes Hall, and then there was a help room every two nights a week upstairs, and there was a dining hall in there. So everything you needed was all in one place, which really made me feel a lot less intimidated to go to a giant school like MSU. It has 50,000 plus students, and I came from a school that only had 30 kids, K through 8, and then I went to a slightly larger private school for high school that still only had 200 and it was all girls. So it was still pretty small. And coming to a huge school like this, I found it to be a really nice transition to go from a small school to a residential college in a big school because it definitely helped shrink down the like overall environment for me and kind of started me off with like something in common with the people that were also in Briggs. So that was really cool. I also knew beforehand applying to MSU what I wanted my major to be, but that might not be your case and that is totally fine. But before coming here, I had looked online and looked through all of the different major options within the college and knew I wanted to be something science related and something that would help prepare me for dental school. So I looked at the different classes that you had to take for each major and picked human biology actually because it fulfilled a lot of the prerequisites for dental school just naturally with the courses you had to take for that degree. And it also was just interesting to me. I was most successful in my biology classes in high school as opposed to the chemistries. So I definitely knew that I wanted to stick to more of a physical um, science of the body rather than chemistry or actual physics because I wasn't great at that in high school either and ended up totally sticking with my major. I declared it orientation and haven't needed to change it because I have really loved it. So if you are coming to MSU, it's a great major. It really helps prepare you for any pre-health program. And then I also declared an entrepreneurship minor, but that wasn't until my spring semester. I'll get into why and how I thought of doing that minor in a little bit. But I do get a lot of questions about what classes I specifically took each year in undergrad to prepare me to apply to dental school and everything. So I'm just going to read those off from my transcript really quickly. 
Okay, so in the fall, I took Society and the Individual, which is an ISS class here, kind of like a sociology, so that counted as my sociology prerequisite for Michigan. I took Chemistry 1 and Chemistry 1 Lab. I took College Algebra and Trig, so that was my whole fall semester. That was 14 credits, and then in the spring, I took Intro to Human Nutrition, Calculus 1, a writing philosophy type class called HPS. I'm going to mention those a lot. That's specific to the residential college that I'm in. I took chemistry two, chemistry two lab, and that was 15 credits. So my GPA is for both of those semesters. I don't really feel like it's necessary to say exact numbers, but I got a, no, I'll just tell you. I don't really care. I think the main reason people don't say numbers is just to ask you to not compare yourself, but I'm hoping that people listening to this are just going to take it as a reference point and not as a, you have to meet this standard or the world will come crashing down around you. So my first semester, still adjusting to everything, I got a 3.71. And then my second semester, I got a 3.9, which brought my cumulative up to a 3.8 at that point. So to talk a little bit about the actual transition in college and adjusting from high school to college, learning how to study, adjusting socially, really all the things. So Living in a residence hall or a dorm, if you want to call it that, there was dining hall food. I was really nose in the books, I would say, and not crazy into socializing due to like some personal factors, but I still did make a lot of friends in my clubs and classes and with my suite mate, like I said. So it was overall a pretty good year. Nothing, definitely not my favorite year, but it was a good year. And I would say the adjustment mostly was for me, not so much socially, because I was pretty comfortable like talking to people and everything, but more academically. It was really, really hard in general chemistry for me. That was a super, super tough class. I always wonder, thinking back, if I retook it now after all these years of college and developing better study habits, how I would do, like if I would excel more and actually get an A in that class or not. But that's something you'll never know. So yeah, I guess you just really can't go back and change the past. So that was what happened for me. Gen Chem was really hard, but I was able to get a 3.5 both semesters in that still, which I'm really proud of. I barely like I got it by like one question on the exam kind of final exam kind of thing. I'm sure people can relate to that. But what really helped for me was going to the help room hours and getting really close with the TAs and learning from them. At this point in time, I was not confident or comfortable enough to go to office hours and meet the professor themselves. But the TAs were a lot less intimidating because they were um, other college students. They were kind of my peers. They were a few years older, but they were really cool to learn from about their like experiences being pre-med or whatever they were. And then also to learn course material, obviously. I would say that I came into high to college, sorry, being very organized already, but I definitely got more into that in college. And I was very good. I think living in the residence halls helped a lot with this, but I would go to class and in between class actually do things rather than just like sit and watch Netflix. And I was pretty good about getting things done well in advance before they needed to. And then I had a lot of relaxing time because I don't think the workload was crazy difficult. It was just the material and a couple classes were hard. I definitely had plenty of free time. I was able to get all my work done during the school week. And I actually went home a lot on the weekends because I don't live too far from the university that I attend. So academic wise, things were definitely looking up as I went through first semester through the end of second semester. I was improving. I was learning how to study better. I really like Quizlet. I really like writing things out and like doing different diagrams and flowcharts and everything, but I think I was still not quite at the peak of my abilities to study until sophomore and junior year, but it was good enough for that time because like I said, the workload really wasn't that strenuous. The only really, really challenging class that I was in was chemistry. Calculus was a little hard, but nothing too bad because I had an amazing professor. She was so great, like 
one of the best rated professors at our entire university. So she made the class really enjoyable and not too challenging, even though I'm not the best at math. So I'm very thankful for that. But aside from actual classes and everything, I did get really into fitness the second semester. I did definitely gain that freshman 15 the whole first semester. So it only took me one semester to do that. But um, I lost the weight and I think I gained a lot of confidence through that process. And also that also helped me be more routine and organized because I had that every afternoon right after calculus. I would go work out at like 4 p.m. So it kind of helped me get through that midday slump. And that's something that I carried into future years of college. And I really enjoy fitness now. And it's something that's a great stress reliever and like me time, if you want to call it that. Another thing that I did that also I think really helped with confidence and self-assurance is that I noticed I was so uncomfortable, and I'm sure many people can relate to this, especially if you're a bit younger, talking to quote-unquote adults. So literally calling doctors on the phone even, um, placing carryout orders sometimes, or at club events if we had a speaker that was like a professional working adult, I would be really intimidated to go up and talk to them after. Talking to professors, like I said, it all just made me pretty uncomfortable or I just felt like I didn't know what to say for like small talk portion of talking with adults, even though I know in college I was 18 and already legally an adult. I don't think I really felt like one at all as a freshman. But so that was something I noticed was an issue and it was kind of something I set as a goal for throughout college to totally, totally fix that. And we'll get into the future years and the next couple episodes and you can hear if I did or did not work on that goal and if I fixed it or not. But one thing that I did to kind of attempt to fix that is join some clubs. So I joined the pre-dental club and I also joined AED, which was a pre-health honor society. And I'm super involved in those now, but at the time I was just a general member. I joined those right away, right after the club fair at our school, which is called Spartisipation, like participation, but our mascot is the Spartan. So it's Spartisipation. And that's a fall club fair, like right when you move in. And I saw both those clubs there because I knew I wanted to be involved in a pre-dental club, obviously, and then to make friends and kind of have more social and academic involvement. I did the pre-health honor society because my sister was in a business frat at her college. So I wanted like something equivalent here and they don't have medical frats, but this was pretty similar. So I joined AED and they've both been great. And I was involved in those all of fall semester. And then I also joined a service club called Rotaract the spring semester. And that was pretty nice. Another way to meet people outside of my major because it wasn't just health students. It was business and engineering and every other person on campus because it was just service and everyone likes and needs to do service to enhance their applications and fill their time and stuff. So that was pretty cool to meet people outside of Lyman Briggs and outside of a pre-health track. So I think joining pre-dental club right away is one of the best things that you can do if you are pre-dental or prospectively pre-dental because when you put it on your application that you've been involved in it for four years, it really shows admissions that you've always known this is what you want to do. You've always had it on your radar and it's something that you've always cared about and that you recognize it's important to be involved in organized dentistry, which is like the MDA, which is the Michigan Dental Association, and the ADA, American Dental Association, ASDA at the dental schools, American Student Dental Association. Those are all organized dentistry, and those are the things that keep the career of dentistry afloat, and they're the people working with the government and um, in politics to try to get um, 
better rights and everything for dentists and working with insurance companies and everything. So they like to see that you are someone that's already interested and passionate about dentistry and about the career and about meeting and networking with other people in the field. And at least at our pre-dental club, we always have dentists come and speak at the meetings. So different specialties and general dentists. And it's just really, really cool. That's one thing I really wanted to emphasize through these clubs. That is where I found my motivation and why I think my grades improved between first and second semester. I don't think my study habits got a ton better, like I said, throughout freshman year. I think I just got more motivated and I learned what kind of stats you need to be competitive for dental school. And right from the get-go at pre-dental club, I learned about when you're supposed to take the DAT, when you apply what kind of statistics like grades and DAT scores are competitive, are common, are lower end, but still okay, all that kind of stuff. And I realized that I was falling more in the lower end category and that wasn't what I wanted. So I set a goal to get to the highest end, be as successful as I can and try to apply with the highest GPA possible. And also obviously wanted to get a good DAT score and everything. And I also learned about shadowing hours and how many you need for each dental school. If you don't know, 100 is a good number to aim for for shadowing hours. I'll talk more about shadowing a little bit in this episode. We're getting there. I started doing that after um, the school year ended. But anyways, back to the topic that I was saying about motivation. So going to those meetings and seeing the speakers was so inspiring for me personally, just because like this is why you're doing what you're doing. This is why you're even in school is because you want to be a practicing dentist and do what these people are doing every single day. And they come in and they're so passionate and they give you honest like lows of their job, but they also talk about the highs and I just would be so smiley and excited and motivated and just like pumped about what I was doing and why I was here at college every time I'd leave a meeting and that hasn't changed all four years, but it was just so motivational. So I highly recommend joining organizations related to your field because I think you're going to have a similar experience where it's just super motivating and you also get to meet other students that are the same major or going for the same career as you. So that was also really nice to start building that community around me. And with that motivation, definitely made me look into dentistry and dental school more specifically online and everything. So I was looking at the prerequisites to make sure that my major was going to cover it. I was looking at GPAs that were average to be accepted. I was looking at um, really everything related to dental school and like timelines and like um, extracurriculars you could be doing. So I'll just through like internet searching and everything. And I wish I had a podcast like this to listen to because I would have loved that. But it made me want to meet with my advisor because I was super overwhelmed. I was like, when do I take all these classes? How do I sign up for classes? Like I really was not super confident at, again, like as a first semester freshman. So I set up an appointment with my advisor. She was excellent. I think since there's probably a few advisors for your major, you might have to feel around to get the one that clicks the best with you and helps you the most. But I got really lucky and picked someone that I had heard recommended from a older student at the school and she was excellent. So she actually planned out all four years with me. So I've had a schedule for freshman through senior year since first semester freshman year. I've definitely tweaked it a little bit now that I know how to work our schedule builder system and everything, but generally it's been a pretty solid timeline. I also studied abroad, so that kind of tweaked my timeline a little bit, but we'll get into that in the episode about my junior year. But um, anyways, I think meeting with your advisor is one of the best things you can do because they're super knowledgeable and they know what classes are required and when students typically take them. And one of the most important things is knowing which classes are more challenging at your university. So you can try to space that out and only take 
maybe one or two hard classes together and try to take something a little bit lighter at the same time to just give yourself a better chance at excelling in the classes and getting that higher GPA that I know we all would ideally like to have. And after meeting with her, she did mention that I could pick up a minor or just do some random electives. So I figured to meet the 120 credits requirement since I needed um, some other classes to get there because your major usually leaves you a little bit below that credits wise. You need 120 credits to graduate. I might as well pick up a minor rather than take a bunch of random electives. So I decided to pick up an entrepreneurship minor. Some other options that were popular are the bioethics and humanities minor. There's also a public health minor and a health promotion minor. So those are all pretty common for dental students at my school. But um, I did go with entrepreneurship because I know that I want to own my own practice one day. So I thought having any business background, even though it's not necessarily related to practice management, would still be really helpful. So I did pick up the entrepreneurship minor and we planned those classes that are required for that into my schedule as well. And pretty much after that, my schedule was set and I just cruised through the rest of freshman year. As I told you, I joined my organizations. I had my nose in the books pretty much and I got pretty good grades. So that pretty much was my whole freshman year. Nothing too crazy, nothing too exciting, but I think if I regret anything, it was just not putting myself out there more socially and making more friends, going to more events and stuff. I did really just focus on school and I wish that I spent more time meeting people and everything. So if you're a freshman now or going into college, I highly recommend being more social than I was. So funny enough, my first... um technical college shadowing or dental experience actually came from a weird story. So I'm going to tell you guys a story a little bit and then talk about the actual experience. So I went in for my wisdom teeth consultation because you usually get those out between like 16, 17, all the way up to like 20, 21. After that, it's a little more risky. So I was 18 going on 19 that summer and I went in for my wisdom teeth consultation and they were just asking, oh, like, where do you go to school? Blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned I was pre-dental and they literally the office manager came in and just asked me if I was looking for a job. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't have a job for this summer. So they offered me a position to be an assistant there because one of their current assistants was leaving them because he just got accepted to dental school. So I was like, oh, cool. Like people that work here get into dental school, like (laughs) sign me up. Right. So, um, I ended up working there as a, again, in quotes, assistant, which is what they called me. However, I was more of a rover and a cleaner around the office. So I did a lot of sanitizing of the instruments, um, lots of work at the sink and with the autoclave and um, packaging the instruments up and opening them up after the autoclave and putting them in their respective um, little buckets in the um, room that they kept all the tools and everything for the oral surgeons. But um, when I wasn't sanitizing rooms or cleaning out blood buckets or (laughs) washing down equipment and stuff, um, I was able to shadow a bunch. So the way that I recorded these hours was as about 60% Um, shadowing and 40% employment because realistically of the time that I was there working, I was more so shadowing than actually working and doing tasks for them. So when I didn't have stuff to clean, I would just stand and observe the procedures. A lot of times the patients were asleep because they were getting anesthesia because they were getting more dramatic teeth pulled or having their wisdom teeth removed, things like that. Um, So I did get to shadow a lot and see super, super cool procedures, a lot of emergencies, a lot of things I didn't even know happened in dentistry. So it was a very, very, very cool experience. I had about 210 hours total. So I think I put 125 as shadowing, 
no, I put 125 as employment and I put um, 75 as shadowing. So scratch what I said before. I ended up putting most of it as employment and 75 as shadowing, but it was realistic about how much of the day I was working versus just observing procedures, but I got paid the whole time. So that's great. Um, just for like a note about applying and shadowing and requirements and stuff really quickly if you aren't familiar with it. So like I said, it's recommended to have 100 hours and required at many schools. At University of Michigan, it's 100. Some schools require more 50 or 60 and you can look on their website. It'll be really easy to find what the school requires that you're interested in. But what I'd heard from admissions people, and I'm pretty sure is true based on all my friends being accepted to schools and stuff, is they like to see that you have most of your hours from a general dentist because that's what they are training you to do when you go to dental school. And then you have the option to specialize after you complete your four years in something like oral surgery or orthodontics, endodontics, etc. But um, yeah, they like to see most of your hours from a general dentist. So I did end up doing that quite a bit later in high school. Not high school, I keep saying high school, a bit later in college. So we'll get to that in other episodes. But um, this was my bulk of my summer. So I did that employment um, at the oral surgeon office. And I also took some classes. I'll let you guys know what the names were. So first was just the history requirement that we had at our school. Um, just like a basic like IH 201 and then also an intro to healthcare and policy um, class that was online. Those are both online so I could take them at home and live with my parents over the summer and not have to like sublease or pay any rent. So that was seven credits. So that put me up to 36 credits total and I four pointed both of those classes. So it brought me up to a 384. So that was my summer, pretty much working and doing classes and relaxing at home, enjoying time with my family, nothing too crazy. Just one more note about shadowing because I was mentioning it before. Um, As for employment in a dental office, that technically counts as employment. And if you want it to be listed as shadowing, you have to divide it up. But you really have to make sure you get that okayed by the schools you're applying to. Some will count it as shadowing and others won't. So if you had 200 hours as an actual dental assistant, that doesn't really count as shadowing because you were working. But if while you were in the office, you were observing procedures and not handing instruments, then that can count as shadowing. So it's really more up to you knowing what kind of work or observing you were doing while you're in an office. And also some schools will count those 100 hours assisting towards your like dental experience total anyways, whereas others won't. So you just need to ask the admissions people before you apply so you have a better idea of how many hours in their mind you're applying with for dental experience. And I did mention that I shadowed back in high school. So um, a few, like most summers, I shadowed for a few hours in high school just to like keep myself familiar with it, make sure I still liked it, all that. So I had about 60 hours from that, but those don't count towards your total at all. The only things that count on your dental school application are things that you've done in college and afterwards if you are older, a non-traditional applicant, something like that. So nothing in high school counts. However, I do think that it would be beneficial to get involved in high school if you want, but don't worry about getting hundreds and hundreds of hours, just like a few here and there. 10, 20 is great just so you can talk about it on your personal statement and say that you've been involved and passionate about this for a really long time. And like I said before, there really isn't much I would change or do differently about that summer. I think it was really an awesome experience and I'm very, very lucky that the opportunity just kind of fell into my lap like that. I did have to like follow up with the office a few times after that appointment to get them to give me a formal offer because they are so busy at dental offices. So don't feel embarrassed or annoying to have to keep calling them and stuff because they're honestly just so busy and they have so many other things going on. So definitely be persistent about shadowing or assistant positions if they offer it to you. Obviously, if they say they can't have you, then don't keep calling them. But if they say, oh yeah, like remind us in a couple months, like make sure you actually keep following up with them. 
So that's pretty much everything about my first year, my freshman year of undergrad. I hope that you guys found this um, interesting and also resourceful about what kind of classes you can be taking, what you can be expecting about the transition into college from high school, and just what to expect down the line. I think the number one takeaway from this episode is to plan ahead, plan out when you're going to be doing things, when you want to take your DAT, when you're going to shadow, when you're going to do various dental experiences, what clubs you want to join, if you want to do research, um, what classes you're going to take. What when you want to get leadership in your clubs. I put all of that on one document with my classes. So each semester I had goals already set out for my freshman year. And I think that's been really helpful and I've stuck to most of them. So if there's one thing you can take away from this episode, it would be that to plan, plan, plan and use your resources wisely. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in my next one.